So I remember a couple of years ago when it was still safe to travel internationally, I was in the countryside of Italy just outside Florence in the Tuscany region with some family and friends and we enjoyed a wonderful dinner overlooking the most beautiful vineyards. The ambiance was amazing as the sun set and the rolling hills were just perfectly lit with the sunset. They were manicured and the vineyards were just amazing. I think about that in terms of God's creation and it was all on display in front of us. I've also been thinking about those wildfires in Northern California that have been devastating the landscape both in Sonoma and Napa Valley, the loss of life, the destruction of homes, and the burning of tens of thousands of acres of land, which include at least 800 different vineyards. As Father Trout said, our readings today are full of vineyard images, both the first reading from Isaiah, Psalm 80 that we sang, and the Gospel of Matthew provide us different descriptions of vineyards. In ancient Israel, grapes were a major agricultural product used for eating and making wine. Throughout the biblical period, the vineyard was part of everyday life for many in Israel. So it's not surprising that the vineyard became a biblical symbol of the people of God. We are presented with so many images today in our readings. The landowner is God. The vineyard is Israel, God's special people. The tenants are the chief priests and the elders, those responsible for the vineyard. The harvest is the fullness of God's kingdom and his judgment. The servants sent to collect the produce are the prophets sent by God, calling his people to repentance. And the son, of course, is Jesus. But these stories are not just about the ancient people of Israel. The allegory of the vineyard is also meant for each of us, our church, our world, the people of God. One of the messages we hear today from Isaiah's song is the careful and loving treatment that the owner of the vineyard, God, used. He chose fertile hillside. He spaded it. He cleared stones. He planted the choicest vines. He builds a hedge and a watchtower to protect the vineyard. He made a wine press to celebrate the harvest. The attentiveness of God, the owner, is clear. All of these actions illustrate how the builder has gone all out with tender care to cultivate for all of us, his people. God lavishes his grace and mercy upon us but we must cooperate with it. 
not to produce wild grapes, which is disobedience and sin, but rather fruit that's worthy of the harvest. Sadly, while Jesus' parable in chapter 21 of Matthew begins as beautifully as Isaiah's, with the same care and concern for the vineyard, it ends in violence. There's beatings and stonings and killing, people being diminished and thrown out of the vineyard. There's a general lack of respect for life in this vineyard. These are the many headlines of anger and violence that we're all too familiar with in our world today. And they can make us prisoners of fear. What has gone wrong with the tenants? They refuse to produce the harvest as originally agreed. They want to be autonomous to pursue power and privilege. They want the vineyard for themselves. In this world of scarcity, they want to get their fair share. It reminds us that we do not own the vineyard. We merely work in it. And we need to work together and comply with the owner. When we want it all for ourselves, we inherit nothing. Dominance, violence, selfishness, and greed are never the answer. Thankfully, the vine, each and every one of us, always remains the object of God's care, and there is always hope for another chance. Our landowner, God, does not give up easily. Although the servants are treated badly, he sends others. In fact, he sends more and more, even his only son. These actions highlight the benevolence of God. The three vineyard texts given to us today insist that God remains in personal relationship with his people. He continues to care for us and preserve us and stays faithful even when we fail to do so. In this way, the vineyard is an image of hope. It emphasizes God's continuing care for his people. He provides us with everything we need to produce, flourish, and result in a fruitful harvest. When we open wide our hearts, it results in justice, peace, and kindness for one another. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we have come under new and different leadership than the chief priests and the elders of their time. God continues to cultivate his vineyard and do the spade work. In so many ways, he presents this to us. Through the sacraments, the Mass, the Eucharist, Pope Francis, in those ways that he sends people who love us in our lives. The New Testament parable of the vineyard teaches us to look forward in hope to the fullness of God's kingdom under the guidance 
of the risen Lord Jesus, who promised us that he will be with us always until the end of the age. In the meantime, we can take some comfort from our second reading today, the message from St. Paul to the Philippians, which encourages us to promote peace at the individual, communal, and international level. It is one of my favorite scripture passages, and it bears repeating. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guide your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We can all cultivate God's vineyard and the gift of peace through prayer, concern for others, and the acceptance of the gospel message can be ours.